A woolly mammoth was frozen so quickly that its last meal of buttercups remained fresh in its stomach for thousands of years. <laughs> this sudden drop in temperature may be a clue to the disappearance of the unidentified civilization Plato called Atlantis. That's right. <laughs> and it's time for Vegan Radio. <laughs> this show devoted to the late Charlton Heston. <laughs> devoted. <laughs> Born 1923. That's different than being dedicated. Yes. <laughs> it is. I can't really do much for him now, so I won't devote it, but I will dedicate it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, also on today's show, we have David Sneakus, who has been a macrobiotic dude for <laughs> 30 years. Really? Is he a dude yes. rancher? <laughs> and, uh, and they... Um, Derek's and a long a little... line of dudes from Charlton Heston onward. And I was going to say, Derek got a little caught up in Charlton Heston, I think. And we also have <clears throat> Nora, who is going to talk to us about her uh, upcoming event at the Rhode Island School of Design with David Wolf. All right. Ra- and raw, raw food raw extraordinaire. Nora from RISD. So uh, we're having raw food and microbiotics. We're going to call this the... Uh, Vegan di- Beyond the Vegan Diet Show. Wow. Beautiful. Now we just need to bring some permaculture in. Permaculture? You know? We need, Next week. We need more of uh I have only five words for you. More of Charlton. From my cold, <laughs> dead hands. And you're using up all the good audio clips. No, no. You're prematurely uh, <laughs> audiophizing. If I had had 20... I am going to lose cool. it today. He is funny. Yeah, well, he's, he's dead. Oh. He died funny and dead. April 5th, uh, born 1923. Oh, is, that, is that why you were talking about it? Because he just died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. Where have you been? <laughs> you know. haven't been Googling, have you? <laughs> you know I'm not a big Googler. Even, even Wikipedia knows. Mm. This article is about a person who has recently died. Yep. <laughs> and good riddance. Yep. If you check the edit history, you'll see. It was edited probably moments after he died. <laughs> Charlton Heston's dead. <laughs> it took a while for the news to get to me, actually. Mm. You know. The, fa- the, fan club, the fan club newsletter didn't come out right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what can I we say about Charlton? Well, oh. he was a... Was he like the president of the NRA or? Uh, I think at one point, something like that. It should say right in the article. He, he supported conservative politics and was a pre- president of the National Rifle Association. Right. Now I'm all for conservatism and it's, you know. Pre- and it's, you Guns know, don't kill people. Keep things kind of like, you know. Charlton Heston kills people. Be a little cautious people. with change. That's <laughs> cool. But, yeah. Charlton was, uh, you know, behind the NRA and, and as a spokesman of the NRA, he popularized uh, the very notion of everyone having a gun for their own protection and uh, and his famous quote and his famous you can quote? have my rifle when you pry it from my cold dead hands my cold dead hands and now no. they're pretty cold <laughs> pretty dead and, and what this has to do with vegan radio we're still trying to figure out <laughs> well rifles are what uh, hunters use to kill animals <laughs> right well, if we get Ted Nugent on it'll all become clear <laughs> yeah there's a connection don't worry Oh, it's very funny. Oh, there's our guest already. You want to answer Somebody that, Somebody loves us. Sure. 
So uh, we have David Sneakus on next. David Sneakus went to the Cushy Institute in 1977. Wow. And uh, since then has been doing macrobiotics for 30 years, over 30 years. Well, I'm all excited about the uh, introduction that I got from my cold, dead hands. I want to change it from my warm, love hands. Instead of holding a gun, you want to hold a knife cutting vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> You're a violent vegetarian, aren't you? Violent vegetarianism, yeah. What's that? Hope, hopefully that woman doesn't lose it. What, where, 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 that? You mean Megan Shackleford? Megan. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't lose it. She, she, lost, she, it a, she lost it a she while ago. She brings it. Uh, okay. How do you want to start? Are we on, a, on now? Or, uh, yeah, let's talk about, um, well, let's start where you started with the uh, Cushy Institute. Oh, okay, that's where I, uh, uh, exactly where I started in, 19, uh, well, I started uh, that year, uh, 1977, uh, picking up the book of macrobiotics that just came out that year, uh, read the uh, uh, the book and uh, couldn't figure out what the hell this yin and yang and macrobiotics was all about, so I had to go to the Cushy Institute to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too smart, you know. I was macrobiotics for dummies, actually, which was coming out shortly by Vern Verona, but that's another story. Oh wow! And and uh, uh, I I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it for years. What what it was all about. And after about three years uh, studying the KI and not realizing that food was the uh, actual teacher, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I'll have to study is eat well. Everything will be well, uh, okay, and eating well meant a, a vegan diet to me uh, in about, uh, let's see, uh, in about five years, I was pretty much totally vegan, slipped a little bit uh, in the uh, uh, 80s and 90s, just finding out what it was, went to Alaska and wondering how they're doing it in Alaska, and found a beautiful statement that said, uh, we are vegan because, or macro vegan, because we don't like the experiences of meat. Either. In Alaska, wow. Yeah, so it was quite incredible. And uh, verifying that, Will Tuttle's book, uh, World Peace Diet, really, really a good book about how that all interplays. What we do to animals, we do to ourselves. It's happening, folks. Uh, we're going to be uh, tagged. All the animals are going to be tagged. Uh, I don't know if you saw that thing the other day. From birth to death. Uh, Every uh, wow. uh, uh, they're going to have chips in them, and uh, we're we're uh, ready for uh, robotization, folks. It's the mark <laughs> of the beast, man. <laughs> it's a sign of the end times. Yeah, it, it's a part of the end times. Yeah, this is. Uh, but it, but uh, you know, just like the fall comes every year and winter, and the leaves fall off the trees, the rebirth will happen. You know, maybe after December twelfth, two thousand twelve. But you know, get ready. I mean, have your gardens out there. <laughs> you know. Sprout your food in little containers wherever you can in your house because that food is going to be anything else that's not irradiated. Uh, it, it's really a conspiracy out there to, to uh, not have too many people on the planet. For So you're a conspiracy theorist? Yeah. And you yeah, believe never in mind the... conspiracy uh, by ignorance. It's conspiracy by design. You believe in the end of the Mayan calendar and all that? Yeah, yeah. Pretty Well, just as I believe in the day and night, of light, uh, you know, 12 hours and darkness, 12 hours. The, I also believe uh, the summer and winter happen every year. I've been around for 60 years, so I, I've seen summer and winters go. And mm-hmm. I haven't been, and I've probably been around with civilizations coming and going, but I just can't recollect it at this time. <laughs> 
Sure. So it's as a, as above, so below for you. Yeah. You've yeah, seen a lot yeah. of species go. That's for sure. Yeah. The way the the way the esoteric agenda ends is really nice because it's uh, 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 the, the uh, fractals that I studied in, in uh, not only in macrobiotics and the philosoph- philosophical, but in quantum theory, they really are happening. So anybody that can change themselves, one individual at a time, if we can influence one person at a time to go vegan. Uh, you're changing the world. You're changing the universe. Right on. And, and that's awesome thought. I mean, that's for for most people. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> so we like to call the butterfly effect of the mind. But, what is it called? The butterfly effect of the mind. Cool. Yeah, the butterfly, the monarch butterfly. Um, another, another and the reality aspect is uh, the GMOs are killing them because they can't getting good quality pollen. <laughs> once the, once the butterflies are gone, the butterfly effect will be over. Yeah, yeah, the butterfly effect. The uh, the hundredth monkey effect, all those things are, are, are out there working. We just, we just have to keep our wits about us, actually. And Not me. I'm, I'm actually losing my wits in response. Scott, you missed way. your chance to play the monkey uh, audio there. What? Yeah. Oh, what is? Take your sticking paws off me, you <laughs> damn dirty ape! <laughs> <laughs> You know, they did. You know, we we evolved speciesism, from apes, so yeah. you know, calling the apes dirty and and. and uh, That's what I'm talking about. That's speciesism right there. You know, he's yeah, like a total yeah. progenitor of that. It, and anything that we hate, you know, we have to see what we're pointing our finger at. And, and I had a, I had a, you know, I had to do that myself. I pointed my finger at you to blame, and my wife's to blame, and the government, and the Catholicism, and the church, and the, all that crap. You know, but when, once you find out it's internal and. And you've created that yourself. It's, that's a yeah, that's that's hell to go through. You know, you have to go to hell to get through heaven. So true. And so, so true. And uh, 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 I don't know if anybody's read Will Tuttle's book, but anybody wants a a really good analogy between what we do with animals to what we do with human beings. It's really on target. Well, and, you know, we just got a, a submission. Uh, kind of, a, it was really actually troubling <laughs> at uh, our vegan re- uh, website for artists. Mm-hmm. It was a video of, uh, it was you know a lot of animal footage of mm-hmm. animals being abused, but it was also intercut with um, human beheadings. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, and, uh, who's that? I've uh, never uh, seen that Clapper, before. Clapper put that out there. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, we gotta, you gotta. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna wake people up to the to the fact that. Uh, you know, you're you're killing yourself with with a fork and a knife and eating a piece of meat, and you know. I, I, but I, but you, at the same time, uh, for me, thirty years of meat eating and thirty years of vegan, I know the difference, and that's really where people are, are going to be needing the help from vegans and others who are doing good quality cooking because those people are not really uh, bad. You know, they're just learning. They're still naive about who they are with their human consciousness. So, so it, you got to let them, you know, like, uh, like, like a Jesus thing, let, you know, they don't know what they're doing. You know, they have, <laughs> no, I, yeah, and I, I admit it myself, I had no idea what I was forgive doing. Forgive us, Jesus. Huh? I said, forgive us, Jesus. Yeah, for, you know, they, and Jesus and everyone and God's and everyone, and that, that is crucial. I mean, it was especially raised Catholic, like I thought it was heresy or something, you know. And uh, I, had, I had to go through... Uh, 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 a mental breakdown <laughs> yeah. so from my insanity to be insane. <laughs> Excellent. You were macrobiotic for about five years before you went vegan, you said? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Could you tell us in your experience what um, mm-hmm. the difference between the macrobiotic and the vegan diet are? Uh, let's see. Um, the, between the, uh, uh, let's, uh, I 
a clarification of, of macrobiotics is probably a better way to start that, is macrobiotics is not, is not a diet. Macrobiotics is an understanding of yin and yang. It's the understanding of these prophecies. It's understanding of computers. It's understanding of history. It's understanding of um, things that go on in nature called yin and yang is the total category that under that comes day and night for, for a day for a season it's winter and summer for music it's silence and noise for a computer it's on and off for history it's uh, rise and fall of civilizations hmm. that makes sense yeah okay it's it's not a food diet the food it's only applied macrobiotics is a way of thinking a way of judgment a way of understanding how to select your food, hmm. how to cook your food, and how to eat your food. It sounds a little like Ayurvedics. Yeah, it is. Ayurvedic, it's, uh, it's, it's just a, I mean, you might say a, a Misho, Japanese, George Asawa way of looking at life, a Lao Tzu way of looking at life, how to, how to read it, how, how to understand the I Ching. It's, it's like how to become a human, one of the ways of how to understand to become a human from, let's say, a Japanese or an Oriental way of looking at things, because Americans don't have any way of, uh, of living on the planet except being greedy and over-consumption. Uh, hey, you're dissing oh, our culture, man. It's, it's our culture. It's so we're, we're, we're just a young, cult, we're a young teenager in the world civilizations, and, and we have to realize that. We have to know that, like, the world is spanking us. <laughs> you know, it is. Some so people like that. And, and, Especially you know, the French. Ooh, la la. Yeah, I mean, we, we are so <laughs> stupid. We, we are ignorant of the fact of how to live on this planet. So the world is like, how can you elect a George Bush? Uh, you know, you're so stupid. But we're so sucked up into money-making and such, and such greediness of of trying to be and trying to be independent when in fact we can't be independent we have to realize we're interdependent throughout the world there's a world out there that we have to learn about and we have to be not we have to come to we have we're going to become the beautiful american rather than the ugly american uh, and we're pretty ugly out there <laughs> uh, after 2012 though we, huh might take till 2012 to do it yeah yeah what's it, going to well you know any anything that happens like what macrobiotics is teaching me is that in order for you to enjoy pleasure, you probably are going to have to experience pain. In order to experience health, you're probably going to have to experience sickness. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to happen. For example, teaching a child how to, uh, <coughs> that if the fire is hot on the stove or, or the burner, you can get a like, uh, Usually with women, you can say, you know, that fire on that flame is hot. And they'll say, oh, okay. But a kid, a guy like myself, you have to burn yourself, and then you have to burn yourself two times before you figure out it's going to burn you. <laughs> well, that's interesting, because what you're really saying is that it's not just uh, things happening, but really uh, having you know both sides so that you have a deeper understanding of both. Right. The, 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 when you understand both sides of an issue, be it peace and war, or vegan or meat-eating, or... Uh, Democrats and Republicans, actually, which not that much, they're not, they're they're not about much the of same a side. anymore. <laughs> but, but when you understand day and night, 
as opposite and complementary forces, and everything in in the world is like that. There is nothing that is exempt from the understanding of yin and yang. So when macrobiotic philosophy or understanding, and you apply that to food, nothing is exempt from the eternal change that is going on in the world or the universe. No human, no book, no piece of paper, rock, stone, uh, whatever. And now it's a viewpoint. You're an observer. You become someone that can see the changes. And when I was young, it was uh, chopping wood for the winter and storing vegetables for the winter. Now, a lot of people don't even remember doing that because we've gotten away from that because of supermarkets. But years ago, uh, uh, my grandparents and my parents' time, they had to store the vegetables in the, in the August, September, October, November time to make it through March and April. Right. Now, March and April time, uh, if you, over time, it was a fasting time. It, naturally fasting time. This is a Catholicism, a lentil-type period. It, you naturally fasted. It, it, because it was the yearly thing, there was no food to eat, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to ride both ways downhill. And, and raw foods, you, know, you ate your, uh, your chives, your sprouts, your uh, uh, lettuces that were coming up or something that could be stored during the winter. You made some soups from them. You cut small amounts. You were in tune with nature. And that's all macrobiotics is trying to uh, get people back to. Get yourself in tune with nature. And getting in tune with nature, of course, uh, from the macrobiotic viewpoint, a vegetarian diet is the ultimate way to go. Yeah, but well, I know in traditional macrobiotics, um, allows some fish and uh, uh, They, they some did sugar. allow some fish because, look, this is the transition thing. You're usually, myself included, and there are some who have done it, and if you go if you're eating meat on Tuesday and you try to go and you want to, and you've been doing it for thirty years, forty years, twenty years, whatever. You know what? Wednesday and Thursday you're going to want meat. And if you if you reduce it dramatically, you're you're going to be fine. And until you get cancer or heart disease and realize that the meat was the problem, you're not going to solve the problem overnight. And it doesn't have to be. Once the reduction, once you make the statement that you're going to be better, you're cured. That, but that's, that's a, a, a step that you make a commitment to because you found out that the eating of the meat and the eating of the sugar and white flour, et cetera, but mostly meat problem, the heavy-duty fat, the heavy-duty estrogen that's lying, that makes cancer grow. Now, you always concentrate on cancer. I don't know why for some reason. But it just seems to be the answer to cancer, and I'm going to make a public announcement, that the answer to cancer is uh, is stop eating meat yeah, and, 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 light, and, and uh, well, sugar and dairy products. You've got to get that news to Patrick Swayze quick. Yeah. <laughs> His no, wife's making him uh, blended yeah, chicken in, yeah, the, the, in the, the Vitamix. Yeah, oh yeah. God. The war on <laughs> cancer started by President Nixon in uh, 1971 in an act of Congress. I'm, mm. I'm declaring it's over. And we have to declare it's over once we can get the word out. And, and vegetarians should be out there putting press releases out there, putting uh, information on radios like this, and get the answer to cancer out there. The answer to, can the answer to cancer is eating a vegetarian diet. 
and then we can specify better uh, ways of eating uh, uh, from that because uh, there's vegetarian diets out there, Pepsi-Cola and Twinkies that don't quite make the, <laughs> the health kick aspect. Nothing yeah. wrong with a baked good or two, David. N- nothing <laughs> with a baked good or two here and there. In wintertime, it's great. I mean, that's where macrobiotics comes in in, in, in that aspect. What, what is good for you and what's good for me and et cetera. But if you, you get the vegan diet really promoted, and it's out there, I mean, the, the PETA, the Cancer Project, the uh, you know, various health and nutrition programs that are out there are trying, but there's resistance from heavy monetary, uh, monetized meat industry and dairy oh, yeah. industry. A lot of resistance. Yeah, they got so much money. Money talks. I mean, you're... You know, if, you, if your radio program was supported by the meat industry, it would be a different story. Or the, <laughs> you know, it would be the number but, one show. But, you, you know, making money on vegetarian, it's, it's not the way that of, of the world in the United States. That's what, that's what the craziness is. We're just a money-making machine here. We all, we all want to, a lot, a lot of people in business, that's why they're in business, to make money. And, and vegetarianism or eating well and being healthy is not part of the, their agenda. Because sickness is really big, huge. You don't understand. You probably don't understand how how trillions and trillions of dollars are spent on sickness. I mean, yeah, I the, understand. The more we hear, the more uh, just overwhelming it but sounds. It's over. I mean, it, since uh, Louis Pasteur made that statement, you know, oh, the germs are a problem. Well, that's such a simplistic <laughs> way of looking at the way that something outside of you is the problem. That the pharmaceutical industry jumped on that so fast, and uh-huh. doctors jumped it on it so fast because it's money making you heard now they want to pasteurize all nuts no yeah you you uh, you think you, you they're not getting mine joke i got a lot of jokes on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean it we we're, we live in such great times now to stay alive is really to watch this movie that's going down is is, is fun I mean, you have to you have to get to that aspect, or else you're going oh, yeah. to drive you nuts. You'll be in the insane asylum. David, have you found with your um, education of macrobiotics and uh, teaching people to be vegetarian, um, do they stick with it? Because sometimes I find when people go vegetarian mm-hmm. for health reasons and, mm-hmm. and not for ethical reasons, mm-hmm. they, they kind of fall by the wayside within five years. Oh, it, uh, it is a commitment to it, and it is a continual study. If I feel that if a person, no matter how they start, whatever their commitment is, monetary, health, uh, ethical, uh, religious, uh, a number of more, a few more, they, to, to continually to study, to find out you are the divine yourself, you are God yourself, and this is heaven, and accepting that is so crucial to sticking with it. That's what I found for myself. For others, it is the most difficult thing you can do to change people's thinking. Yeah, and well, maybe that's uh, not even the right approach. <laughs> uh, uh, huh? the, the, the right approach to me, and that doesn't mean it's the right approach for you, is to teach people how to cook and eat well. The food will take care of itself. The food will teach people, once they get it in them, to go forward. If they can get through that the brother and sister and their social environment, their neighbors or their bowling league or their religious group or whatever it is, 
going along the same path, and the wave is actually coming along now for this to happen. But those pioneers, those of us who've been doing it 20, 30, 40, 50 years, need to get out there again and reestablish ourselves as people who can educate or actually feed people. We're going to need a lot of cooks out there when uh-huh. we have a lot of, when they're, when they're starving people next year and the year after. It, there's this is the, the agenda is working, folks. I mean, you got to you got to get the word out there. Get seeds into people's homes. Get miso soup into people's homes. Get rice and wheat and and anything that people can sprout. It's happening. This is you know you know very few people are speaking out again. And even if I'm wrong, <laughs> it would be great to eat well. <laughs> you know, um, um, David, we we've only got a couple more minutes with you. That's it. I thought we were going to go out for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like we could. And we it, could. Yeah, you have some very interesting things to say. But I wanted to make sure you got promote anything that you're going to oh, yeah, be uh, doing uh, soon. Anybody wants to promote the, the cancer project? Uh, uh, my website, davidsneakers.com, the cancerproject.org. And you and you're a macrobiotic counselor and macrobiotic chef. Macrobiotic counselor, chef, and uh, cook for the uh, for the party for life, the cancer project. The the answer to cancer is eating well. And are you going to be at the Northeast Organic Farming oh, Association? Oh yeah, Northeast Organic Farmers Association and uh, and the Red Fire Farm. Uh, the dates of those are in August. Uh, anybody anybody interested could call me or David Sneakus at hotmail dot com. And yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have that all listed in our show notes at veganradio.com. Okay, right. So if, if people can get that notes my website yep. or or cancerproject.org is something that people can start making money at. Uh, if you can get onto the cancerproject.org and be a cook uh, for people, vegan cook. They love vegan cooks. People who are ready to uh, you know put the word out there and make money at the same time because we all have to make money somewhere along the line unless we're uh, independently wealthy. Well, that's a great way to make it, helping Yeah, uh, helping it would be great. People. And uh, bless you all. Enjoy. Uh, and thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. It's been really great. From my warm, live hands. <laughs> Start cooking, everybody. Learn <laughs> <laughs> to cook man. and eat well. Take care. Great. Take care. Bye-bye. Keep it real. <laughs> wow. Keep it real, David Sneakers. That was good. Wow, I can't believe I used that phrase. My warm live hands. That's it. That's a good one. That's good. <laughs> the answer to cancer is to use your warm live hands to make some vegetables and become a dancer. Ah, yes, and become a dancer and avoid panthers. <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> so how you guys doing? That is a lot of info. Want to have a little check-in? Yeah. You're listening to What's going on? You're listening to WXOJLP Northampton on 103.3 FM. I don't know. I think I'm going to sneak away to Divas though. <laughs> hey, I love this tune. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're on now now on the Pacifica Radio Network. And also you can catch us podcasts and such and such at veganradio.com. And do you want to make fun of this, Megan? <laughs> I'm making all tons of faces over here. The artist, the artist might be right in when the room. When we start doing vegan oh, video, oh, no. I'm telling you. This is, uh, is this, this is yours. This is Scott Latane original. Is it? It is actually. No yeah. way. Truly, it's not. It's not. It's, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I feel uh, like I'm at a dance club. It, it's definitely dance. Who, who knew dance Scott had trance. to send them? Really. 
You know, when I listen to music like this and I dance and we've, sweat. We've all got a little diva inside of us. I just lose myself completely. <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, any more Charlton Heston clips we need to get get on the air? Did, did we, did we I actually do have one more. Okay, well, let's, let's see if let's anyone see. recognizes this one. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. People just to see, just to really realize what's really important. What's really important, the fact that, that if we can't all live together and be happy, if you have to be afraid to walk out in the street, if you have to be afraid to smile at somebody, right? What, what, what kind of a way is that to go through this life? Uh, I don't know what's going on, Megan. Sure don't make pictures like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's probably the funniest show we've had in a while now. <laughs> Poverty's a crime in the poorhouse, and the punishment is life. The lucky ones work in the slaughterhouse, and the rest go under the night. Hunger is a crime in the madhouse Where the gutters are running with fat And liberty depends on consumption Is there anything wrong with that? Skin and bone Skin and bone Skin and bone And you're very, very far from home Skin and bone Wealthy starve for beauty And the penniless starve for cash So you sell yourself into slavery But the money turns straight to ash When the shark stops moving it dies So we never more may sleep We must keep on feeding the fires That burn in the belly of the beast Skin and bones Skin and bones Vegan musician Ben Godwin, no relation to moi. You can check him out at bengodwin.com, and while you're there, sign up on his email list, and he'll let you download the whole Skin and Bone album for free. You're listening to Vegan Radio on WXOJLP Northampton, streaming live at valleyfreeradio.org, available on the Pacifica Radio Network across North America, and we have a podcast on veganradio.com you can download it from iTunes you can get it online wherever you usually download your podcast from and if it ain't there tell them to get it there next up we have Nora Hammerman who is a student at the Rhode Island School of Design and bringing David Wolf to her school is her senior project she's going to tell us how it all came about Tell you my subject from Stoopin So get your hands down on the ground Scared and bone All right, Nora Hey How you doing? I'm great, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good We're having a good show here Yeah, I've been listening It's been pretty entertaining You've been listening? Oh man (laughs) That streaming live thing People can hear us anywhere now (laughs) Yeah um, for for anyone who doesn't know, we are streaming live at uh, valleyfreeradio.org. 
our hometown station. So how you doing, Nora? We've got uh, you've got an event coming up at <laughs> Rhode Island School of Design, cracking the chocolate code with David Wolf. That's right. Yep, it's this Sunday, one p.m. You must be very excited. I am thrilled. It's surreal. It's amazing. Incredible. Um, he's an awesome speaker. Um, I actually saw him in August, and I've read all his books. Um, so I'm. I'm thrilled that he's coming. And what's Cracking the Chocolate Code all about? It is how to save the world with chocolate. What? Yeah. It's totally possible. Um, David (laughs) will be talking about how um, chocolate is the best food ever, how um, we can not only heal ourselves but also the planet with this incredible superfood. But you guys obviously are using raw cacao powder. Cacao. Right. Cacao. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that is right. So can you tell us a little bit, you're, you're doing this, is this like your, kind of like your thesis at the Rhode Island School of Design? or? Yeah, it is. I am a senior in graphic design, and um, this is my senior project. Um, I wanted to do something that, I felt strongly about, and I am a raw vegan myself, so um, I thought about having an event, and um, originally I wanted it to be about sustainability, so I approached David Wolf um, about that topic, and he actually suggested chocolate, and I was like, hey, perfect. (laughs) Everyone likes talking about chocolate. Yes, totally. And so you have a website, David Wolf at RISD.com, which is totally right. dedicated to this one event. That's a kind of unusual thing for a event of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring her down, Derek. I'm not bringing her down. I think it's cool. It's it's kind of I, I was I was I was kind of shocked when I when I went to look into it. And she is a trained designer. So there was a whole. Yeah, she's a designer. Well, I know, I know. I didn't realize, you know, when I once I talked to Nora and found out that this was her senior project i understood but oh. it'd be like if we had like uh you know a, a speaker come into town and we created a whole website about it you know and a cutout got a url and a big everything. like cardboard cutout of them we could take photographs with i've been thinking <laughs> about doing that <laughs> yeah <laughs> me and uh some celebrities we'll do that for kenneth williams if he ever comes back yeah <laughs> he's gonna come back bigger than ever um, so, Nora, do you want to talk about how you became a ve- uh, raw foodist? Sure, yeah. Well, um, about three years ago, I met another raw foodist who was just glowing, and um, I just wanted to start feeling better and have more energy. So I gradually started incorporating more raw foods into my diet, and it was a very um, gradual process. And um, eventually, one day, I just woke up and literally did not want anything else. I just craved raw food. So it was it was pretty painless. It was, um, yeah, I, I will never look back, actually. Are you glowing now? I, I think so. I mean, people tell me I am. So. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to see you on Sunday, so I'll be able to have a better report for our next show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's your favorite thing to make with raw cacao? Ooh, well, anything. But I love um, superfood smoothies. Mm. So I will put in 
raw cacao powder and goji berries, spirulina, bee pollen, maybe with a base of like coconut water or an herbal tea and drink it in the morning and just feel the best ever until like mid-afternoon. So it's it's an incredible um, herbal elixir, you could say. And what's the difference with like with the raw cacao powder and regular cocoa powder? Is there a difference in caffeine? Is there still the same amount of caffeine in there or it's a different form? Yeah, well, it's actually a totally different product. Um, cocoa is the byproduct of cacao that's been processed and heated. Um, the cacao is pretty much um, the purest form. Cacao is actually a nut that comes from a fruit. So um, people often think that cacao has caffeine, which it does not. It has a sister molecule called theobromine, which is a stimulant but does not leave you feeling the, the crash like caffeine does. Mm-hmm. So well, you know really you're cacao. And cacao. makes you feel cacao. amazing. Cacao. <laughs> <laughs> We're still listening. So you kind of came through veganism, raw foodism, through the, the health route. Have you had any um, epiphanies as far as the ethical benefits or ethical side of the vegan diet? Yeah, absolutely. I um, am now involved with the Brown Animal Rights Club um, because Brown University is also here in Providence and um, we're right next door. So, yeah, it's it's become increasingly clear to me um, how... You know, we are responsible for our food choices and that animals are sentient beings and I feel strongly that they should not be eaten. So I'm I'm trying to make people aware of that and um, I recently had a senior show and I, I had I included a piece about um, about speciesism which I learned from the film Earthlings, which I recently saw, and which oh, you was pretty eye-opening. So. Yeah, that'll open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then <clears throat> close them shut for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you, is, does the Brown Animal Rights Club focus mostly on brown animals, or do you have different? Yes. I had some cacao this morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little giddy. <laughs> I need some of that right now. <laughs> Actually, I, I had a uh, I had a green smoothie this morning. I had kale and bananas and almond milk. Wow, lovely! With a little flaxseed powder. Oh, feeling excellent. good, feeling good. I have to tell you, I'm glowing right here, right now. <laughs> Can you oh, see? I can't wait. We don't see even have on. the lights on in here. It's, I'm just lighting up the room. Nice, nice. Yeah, have you read um, Green for Life by Victoria Patenko? No. No. Oh, she's like the green smoothie queen. Um, she that's her thing, I guess you could say. So What's her name? Victoria Batenko. Depinko? Um, yeah, she's um Russian and actually her entire family is raw and their um her children's book Eating Without Heating was the first <laughs> raw food book I've ever wow. received. So the raw foodists have some really good uh, good cookbook titles. I just got another yeah. one called Al- Al- um, Alive in Five. Oh, right. We're going to be, we're gonna be interviewing that author in a couple of shows from now. 
Um, cool. Let's talk some more about the event. Um, you were telling me the other day about uh, some people from a company, I guess it is, called Ambrosia Mystique. They're going to be making yeah. a chocolate elix- elixir there. Yeah, we're going to have a, an elixir bar set up and um, where people can come get a chocolate elixir. So um, basically like a, the base is either an herbal tea or a nut milk and then um, blended in our herbal like powders and um, chocolate. So it's basically a medicinal beverage that tastes really good and leaves you feeling blissful. Nice. Yeah. Now, is this for money or for free? Um, they will be for sale. They will be yeah. for sale. Okay. Yeah. yeah, raw foods, the the one downside of raw, a lot of raw food is that it's, it's an expensive diet. And you can always argue that the health benefits, you know, you'll save a lot of money down the road when you don't have all these horrible health problems that a lot of Americans and industrialized right. societies go through. How do you feel about the the cost, especially being a college student? You must... Well, eat. it's funny because I feel that the whole, you know, economic system is just so flawed. You know, why should a, a pound of spinach cost more than a pound of beef when, when you consider all the natural resources being used? Right. Um, so I think if we had sort of, you know, more a more accurate uh, pricing model, then it would, it should not be expensive at all. So um, there, I mean, there are measures that you can take. You can grow your own sprouts on your windowsill for literally 10 cents and then not have to buy them at the store. Um, you can have your own garden and, you know. Yeah, in the summer summertime, market. it's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Farmer's markets are great. Um, so I think once, yeah, once we consider all of those other issues with the meat and dairy industry, um, I think eventually things will be sorted out. At least I hope so. After 2012, maybe. After 2012, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we have to kind of take it all into our own hands, do our own gardening, doing as much of it as we can. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, agree. Yeah. And definitely... Put another plug in for uh, organic CSAs, which are the you buy a farm share at the beginning of the season and get organic produce either delivered or you go pick it up once a week and it right. becomes really inexpensive. Yep, and right. uh, community gardens always great too. Check and your local, local community. Yeah, there's nothing better than supporting local agriculture because it's it saves the planet and it's a lot healthier and you can. Know the people who grow your food, even maybe even go out and dig around on their farm a little bit. Yep, you might even yeah. fall in love with their daughters. Producing yeah. gas the and oil. farmer's daughter is always a <laughs> potential benefit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that you didn't say that. <laughs> or the farmer's son, you know, whatever, whatever you're into. Yep. If you're a traveling salesman, <laughs> it still works. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, Nora. <laughs> we're, not, we're not usually like this. Yes, they are, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> they're o- Nora, they're always like this. Uh, yeah. Always got to handle them. We've been holding it back. We, keep, we have Megan here to keep us in line, but she, she hasn't been doing her job today. I know. She's been kind of subdued. I am a little subdued. <laughs> I think I need some raw cacao powder. So are there, yeah. are there any other vendors or um, anything else at the uh, show that you want to talk about to lure potential 
attendees? Um, well, uh, Sun Food Nutrition, which is David Wolf's company, will have a couple tables set up, and they will be selling superfoods and raw snacks. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, I'm expecting a pretty good turnout, so I think it should be the best day ever. The best literally. day ever. Isn't that one of uh, David Wolf's little projects, the best day ever or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> he often says that. But, um, he's got a poem yeah, he about has a it website, on his site, thebestdayever.com, which has hours' worth of his lectures and information that you can download. He's but, quite a quite a superstar in the raw food movement. Yeah, he is extremely famous. So he's coming to Little... Providence on Sunday. What other kinds of design things did you do to along with this event besides the website? Do you have some flyers and things like that? Yeah, I um, I made some large scale uh, posters which I've been putting up around um, the Brown and RISD campuses. Do you have a David Wolf cutout? No, <laughs> life size. I keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to bring one of those back with me. <laughs> yeah. Put it in my bedroom. I know. That <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Get up every morning, be inspired. There's David Wolf. He can do it. So can I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely walk out of the lecture completely inspired and just ready to take on the world. That's how I felt when I saw him back in August and. I've pretty much had the best year ever. I can <laughs> the best year ever? <laughs> yeah. Well, you better get that URL before David does it. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so this, how long have you been raw foodist now? Three years. About three years. Three years. Megan's been listening. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has been listening. It's true. What, what have, like, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, the health benefits that you've noticed for yourself? Yeah. Um, well, I need less sleep. I'm sick less often. I have a ton of energy. It's almost like obnoxious sometimes how much energy I have. <laughs> um, but I'm just, I feel incredible and I don't know, there, there's nothing bad I can say about it, honestly. Have you uh, inspired other people to become raw? Um, yeah, or at least incorporate more into their diet. Um, but I do have another raw friend at RISD. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to lead by example and, you know, be the change I wish to see in the world. How do so, you, how do you work it out? Like, cause I know there's usually like a cafeteria plan. So how would you work that out? Cause I'm assuming that they don't do raw food for you. Right. Well, I don't have a meal plan, um, as a senior, but I can see how it might be a problem if you're an underclassman and you have a mandatory meal plan, but um, I have been speaking with dining services and they would like to have me as a consultant so that raw um, raw food can be available for those who who want it in the future. Um, yeah, that seems I, like that would be part of the biggest change is if you have it there and then the students will eat it, but if it's not available then right. they wouldn't be able to make that change, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing great things over there. Oh, thanks. 
<laughs> and I'm really looking yeah. forward to uh, coming to the talk this weekend. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be great. Do you have your questions ready? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. As you can tell, we're not. I'm never prepared. He's got got his harassment prepared. I'm gonna, I'm gonna harass David. (laughs) I'm gonna do some verbal sparring. No, I'm sure he'd whip my butt. That's about all the time we have. So, I'll talk to you this weekend, and um, we'll hopefully get a few more people of our listeners out to the lecture for you. Do you have any last things you want to shout out for David Wolf? Well, again, the URL is David Wolf with an E at A T R I S B dot com. Everyone should come. It's going to be an incredible uh, chocolate extravaganza. There will be a lot of chocolate available, and everyone will probably be high on cacao. So, excellent. <laughs> yeah. A chocolate orgy. Yes, exactly. So to speak. <laughs> if Megan behaves, maybe we'll bring her too. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, Nora, and um, we'll talk to you soon. And we'll get David Wolf on. It's going to be on an upcoming show. The interview we do this Sunday. Yeah. Listeners will thank be. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Chocolate orgy. Come hey. on, man. It's not Reed College. This is RISD. <laughs> RISD. That's right. They're very tame at RISD. Well. I won't, I won't hold him to that. All right. Well, it's we beautiful. have... Do you want to wrap up the show with our news items here? Yeah. No, what's, about, what's up with this meat recall? Um, the beef recall has reached uh, 62, 67.2 million in rising. Tons? Uh, no, million dollars. Dollars. The cost. Oh, the cost. Uh, the federal... Government is billing a Chino slaughterhouse $67.2 million for costs associated with the largest beef recall in U.S. history. Wow. The dollar amount is expected to increase significantly as California and other states compile expenses associated with destroying meat. Do you hear am I saying am You I said saying that very right? well. Thank associated. you. Associated. <laughs> <laughs> that had been sent to school districts across the country as part of the National School Lunch Program. I have to tell you, I've been eating a lot of more raw food lately and uh, drinking these green smoothies, and I think um, my speech is improving. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> I, I have a, more clarity, sleep too, a clarity of mind that is just amazing to me. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the Westland Hallmark Meat Company could be held liable for as much as $117 million, said Craig Morris, Deputy Administrator of the Agricultural Marketing Service. The USDA... Department of Agriculture's branch in charge of purchasing meat for school lunches. If the Chino company can't pay, taxpayers will bear the cost. The taxpayers bear the cost for an awful lot of insanity in this society, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Well, we're already subsidizing the meat and dairy industries. We're subsidizing them also through the medical help that we give to people who are like suffering from all the stuff that they get from this terrible diet that we have here in the States. All the processed foods we the eat. pharmaceutical companies and their... Cholesterol-lowering drugs. That's right. The Say totally no unnecessary. To the tens of thousands <laughs> of people who are injured and killed in accidents every year in transportation. All the Viagra guys have to buy because they can't get it up because they ate too much meat and their arteries are clogged. And all the kids still smoking that crazy stuff. Yeah, it's tobacco. Like, it's crazy out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Woo! I feel like it's crazy in here, boys. If you, you know want to talk about? If you want to talk about? <laughs> millions of pounds, fifty more than fifty million pounds of this uh, 
questionable meat has gone to school cafeterias as part of the lunch program, along with other federal programs. And uh, 30 million pounds of that has already been eaten. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, of course, yum. you know, this stuff goes on at all slaughterhouses and, uh, you know, every undercover investigation. This is just the one that f- really got nationalized, uh, national media attention. But right. I've seen old farm sanctuary videos going back in the day when they did undercover stuff and forklifts moving cows and chains dragging cows and telling you man the big issue is we need a big firewall of health you know a firewall of health a firewall of health you know something that keeps people from getting stuff handed to them by i don't know blind zombies that's just like here go eat this instead of doing that like handing them the thing like actually look at it figure out whether it's good for them and only give it to them if it may benefit them you know kind of like keep it on that level and we'll help each other we'll be a healthier happier society and a lot richer as well in every way (laughs) <laughs> All right, Scotty. Philosophizing <laughs> over here. I'm just saying, the impersonal approach never works. No, it doesn't. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> uh, well, I think we're out of time. <gasps> Thank the goddess. We're out of time. <laughs> oh, did you have to bring her into it? <laughs> the goddess? <laughs> um, so thanks, for everyone, for tuning in, and, uh... We'll be back again in two weeks with, oh, we have some special studio guests next show. Um, Beloved Binge is going to be in the <laughs> studio with us yeah. from North Carolina. We're going to make them play at least two songs. Yep. They're coming here from North Carolina? Yeah, just to be with us. They love us that much. Yep. Well, they, they had the hats for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Talk about a Beloved Binge. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're listening to <laughs> <laughs> WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM Available through the Pacifica Radio Network at radio stations across the country Available as a podcast around the world www.veganradio.com Thank you for listening to our madness We'll see you next week Frozen so quickly that its last meal of buttercups remained fresh in its stomach for thousands of years. But this sudden drop in temperature may be a clue to the disappearance of the unidentified civilization Plato called
Vegan Radio, because the animals are listening too.